Looking for stories that are fresh and new? Dark fantasy, humor, space exploration, time travel, cyberpunk, alternate history, and more. They're in the L. Ron Hubbard Presents Writers of the Future Anthology from 24 award-winning authors and illustrators, plus art and writing tips and bonus stories. L. Ron Hubbard Presents Writers of the Future. Buy your copy at galaxypress.com, Amazon, or wherever books are sold. Looking for something new in dark fantasy, humor, space exploration, time travel, alternative history? They're in the L. Ron Hubbard Presents Writers of the Future Anthology. Get the 10-volume box set with 159 stories in full-color illustrations plus 34 articles with writings and art tips. Get the UPR and discount, $125 for the entire box set. That's a $60 savings for that beautiful box set. L. Ron Hubbard presents Writers of the Future. Go to uprntalkradio.com, click on the link, and place your order. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Sunday edition of Into the Night. Hey, Patrick Kelly, Bromeister. Hey, thanks, pal. Thanks for stopping in real quick. I want to thank watch. I want to thank everybody who's, who stopped in and, and, and watched the show tonight. It's going to be a pretty interesting one. Um, I, it, it, it was crazy because the other day, the other day, I was eating a cookie. Now I don't know if I can say the name of a cookie because they're not sponsoring my show or sponsoring any hey Kason, good to see you my friend but i was eating a cookie and uh before i get into the story i have to give out a couple shout outs for uh some people i also want to tell you that um my show is on UPRN Talk Radio, 105.3 Mississippi, 107.7 New Orleans. I think I got that right. Um, and a couple setups. My friend, Sean Hazlitt, you know, he, uh, me and him co-host the show with Joe Monteldo. Um, news, the news one on Friday night. Hey, Cindy Mitch. L. Ron Hubbard is a name synonymous with cooked-up fiction. All right. Thank you, sir. Um, so me and uh, my friend Sean Hazlitt, he is my co-host on the show Friday night with Joe Monteldo, and I forgot the name of the show. News on the flip side, that's it. We come on at 10 o'clock Eastern, and um, but come to find out that he has a show right after me tonight um and i'm excited about it his show is called through a glass darkly with sean hazlitt and i'm like really really looking forward to hearing what he has to say the, the guy is like really 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 smart good dude real good dude um and i'm mocking them him right now to the uprn talk radio family so after my show tonight uh stick around and listen to his show i think it's going to be very very interesting hello miss cindy mitch good to see you so another one i wanted to is my friend virginia she has a youtube station it's called virginia's seen through the veil it's a youtube channel so check her out um and my friend Michael Anthony, American Crisis, you know, check that out too. That's my that's my friend Michael, and his deal is American Crisis. He has some good guests on, and he has some good pod, podcasts. But uh, so back to my story, okay? Check this out. So the other day I'm eating a cookie, and I can just say it's stuffed with vanilla ice cream, and it's black, okay? And uh, so I was looking at 
the cookie itself. And there was a picture of a cross on top, on in in the cookie, you know, the the cookies is, you know, the cookie crumbs or the cookie black, it's in the black part of the cookie. And uh, there was a cross there. And, and it was kind of like interesting. Because I said, I'm thinking, I've seen this lots and lots of time, ate lots and lots of those cookies. And it never dawned on me until I really got into, you know, um, you, UPR and talk radio and all the conspiracies, everything. And so I decided to do a little bit more studying on this thing. Okay. Um, I did take my notes and I will be reading off my notes tonight. Um, but it, it's going to be an interesting show. Okay. The cross that you see on this cookie is called the Cross of Lorraine. Okay, it's a cross of Lorraine. And if you really look at the cookie, okay, there's also, um, I, I, I want to say pate, uh, the cross of pate. And what I mean by that is um, the Knights Templars wore this on their clothing, okay, uh, the cross of pate. And uh, they also got permission to use the cross of Lorraine. So to describe this cross, okay, it's lying down. It got a long one and it got a short one like that. And uh, it does come from France and can give you a little hint maybe. Hey, Gary, good to see you, buddy. Good evening, Sean. I haven't watched in a few weeks. Been busy. Well, at least you're here tonight, and that's all that matters, buddy. You know, it's good to see you back into the show. But this cross, you know, it has a small line, and it got a longer line. So I can give you a little hint about the cross. Uh, Joan of Arc carried that cross whenever she went out fighting. Okay, the cross does come from Eastern France. Okay, and like I said, I'm going to be reading off my notes. I'm not a good note reader taker, so try to bear the best that I can. But the Lorraine is like I do believe is the Eastern part of France. Okay, and uh, so uh, Joan of Arc carried it on her banner. The cross has become a symbol of national independence as well as a sign of rallying in both victory and defeat. And, and so I, I tried to, you know, do a little bit more, um, uh, you know, studying on St. on Joan of Arc, really I don't know. You know how it can get when you start looking things up. You go from here to here to here, and it's like, oh, my God, it's just driving me crazy. And my note-taking, like I said, I don't do shorthand well, so I really can't read my notes. The only way I do it is reading, you know, writing down what I can. But um, the Lorraine cross is a double cross symbolizes of the Dukes of Anjou who became the Duke of Lorraine in the year 1431. Okay. Um, now, at the time, okay, and I'm sure people have heard of the Knights Templars, okay, uh, my friend Michelle, who's on this uh, channel, is very, very very educated in the Knights Templars, and, uh, and and they're a pretty interesting, you know, group of people. Um, off the top of my head, I know that they were like protectors. They were actually the first bank, you know, um, and, and they went out on a lot of crusades. 
And you, I guess you know what a crusade is. They do some fighting and stuff like that, you know. So they would carry, they got the permission from the patriarchs of Jerusalem. They got granted the use of the cross during the crusades. That, isn't that pretty neat? Now, so far, all this came from an imprint on a cookie, you know? It really, really intrigued me. It really did. So I'm thinking, okay, what about this cookie? Who, who invented it? I can tell you the name, I do believe. I think everybody kind of knows what I'm talking about. But I, I did a little bit of research of the people who founded this company in order to make, to make the cookie and come to find out that, and this is like back in 1890-something, that they were actually Freemasons. And you know for a fact that the Freemasons are not in cahoots, but they're part of the Knights Templar. So I'm sitting back, you know, and I'm, I'm reading, I'm, I'm in, uh, di digesting all this information, and I'm thinking, who gave, <laughs> who came up with the idea of putting the cross of Lorraine on a cookie? And there's some other things about this cookie, too, that I'll tell you in the future, and, and coming up pretty soon. Um... So, I think that's really, really interesting that this cookie, this company, who's part of the cookie, were Freemasons. And I guess they're keeping the tradition going, right, um, of the Freemasons. You know, a lot of people out there, even me sometimes, go out and try to find different symbols in cakes and candies and cookies. Hey, River, good evening. Good to see you. Good to see you, my friend. But there's a lot of people that go out and, and they try to find signs. They try to find different uh, writings of some sort into everyday use of stuff. Um, cookies it could be bread it could whatever but when something pops up you know it's like especially me i have to start looking deeper into the meaning of what i have seen and it just takes me down tons of rabbit holes it really does a ton of rabbit holes just like i was um you know, looking up the cross of Lorraine. My God, I, I, I mean, I could write a whole book on it. But I will tell you, I do have ADHD, okay? And I can only sit for a certain amount of time. You know, I can't stay and be on a computer four hours a day trying to figure out what I'm trying to write or what I'm looking up or doing some research on. But this like really, really caught my eye, you know. And so uh, the patriarchal cross, which is the cross of Lorraine, is a variant form of the Christian cross, okay? It's a religious symbol of Christianity and is also called the cross of Lorraine. Okay. So if I'm not mistaken, please correct me if I'm wrong now. You know, there was the Christian cross that just had the one and over like that. But uh, the patriarchal cross is they put that little one above the long cross. You know, that's, I mean, I, I would have never known that. And, and they they gave what's really cool is that they 
gave the Knights Templars permission to take that into battle. Um, I do believe from what I've written down here, the patriarchs were from Jerusalem. Who's from Jerusalem? I hope I'm not boring everybody about this, but I think it's kind of an interesting situation. Um, now, what's really interesting is if you look at the French army, okay, when you look at the French army, uh, the Cross of Lorraine is worn by every fighting Frenchman since 1940. I do believe uh, the Cross of Lorraine is on some, is a patch on their uniforms. So this cross must be meaning something really big for people, especially over in France. Just like the Christians and, and, and the Catholics, they go by the cross. You know, it, it, it's just, it, it was just an interesting thing to look up. See, it, it, I don't know. It's just like really totally mind-boggling. there's anybody out here in the chat room that would like to ask a question about anything, feel free to ask. You know, again, I want to, my brother's in the, Patrick Kelly, my brother, he's in the chat room. Kaysen Lee, haven't seen him in a while. Good to see you, my friend. Uh, another Okay, Kaysen says, I'm actually confused about the cross. Because in pagan England, there were symbols of crosses, I think. Can anybody help uh, Kaysen up? You know, I was, you know, Kaysen, I'm not going to beat around the bush. I really don't know about the symbols of crosses that were over in pagan England. Okay, um. I know that this cross of Lorraine is from France, eastern part of France, you know. And all they did was draw a little line above the big line. Now, I, I, you know, I might be talking in circles, and I usually am sometimes. But um, I, I don't have an answer for you, buddy. Um, I, I'd have to do research on that and find the other symbols across it. But I guess, Kaysen, to put it down the way I would feel about it, the way I would look at it, and, and it is part of what I believe in, is that if this cross gave you the strength to go into war and fight, you know, then so be it. Bring it. Take it. Just like in the United States, we have the American flag. And people die for that flag. And so I'm sure people are dying for, you know, the cross of Lorraine, especially the Frenchmen. You know, flags mean a lot. They mean a lot to people. I know personally, me, the American flag is, is, is the best thing ever. Uh, Gary says, Sean, is your brother in the Berg also? Yes, I yes, he is. He's in the Berg. Mm -hmm. So that that's what I think, Kaysen. You know, whatever um, makes you happy, makes you strong, makes you patriotic, then go for it. If it helps you get through different skirmishes or if it helps you get through uh, things that are going on in your mind right now that are having a hard time and you really don't have nothing to grasp on, um, grasp on to the flag. I know you're from Sri Lanka, so maybe, you know, if you really look at your flag and check it, you know, and really dive into it, I'm sure it really gives you um, something interesting, maybe something to hold on. My friend River says, very interesting. My son, when he was two and three, drew the cross of Lorraine on the walls with crayon and water. 
he did this three separate times and though he has no idea why or what it's meant we even took pictures oh wow thank you River, for sharing that that's pretty interesting um i could go uh metaphysically with that river is it possible that you know not possessed but you know something like you know like a spirit of some sort is he french river that's the question is he french or is he of could be if you research his line probably take it back to the knights templar you know who knows who knows but uh thank you for sharing that that's pretty interesting so what is everybody's thoughts on the on the cross of Lorraine so far what is everybody's thoughts please feel free to share you know so we can talk about it Gary says I'll be there June 1st through the 14th I'd love to meet up with both when I'm up there I'll be staying off of Route 88 Gary heck yeah man come on up you're coming up June 1st through the 14th I tell you what we'll set a date and we'll meet we'll meet for coffee and we'll go to Eaton Park or something like that then go you know and talk yes I would love to meet you Brian absolutely definitely but back to Rivers is it possible that he could have her son could have been like you know some spirit from France or or Knights Templar just help that guy draw his draw the cross of Lorraine his her son uh, River comes back and says no and yes French native Indian from his father Noah has no history never been to France but his father has some French huh that is interesting Rip that is that is pretty interesting but uh that'd be something to really look into or check that out um because with a two or three year old boy drawing the cross of Lorraine on the walls with colors did he do it in red that would be crazy was it red was it a red crayon river that would be cool if it was but uh now the red cross of hey virginia's there's my friend virginia seen through the veil yes there she is uh, i gave you a shout out today on your show um the, do you remember river if it was red i'm doing great girl couldn't be better how about you uh the red cross it's red and the red cross signifies the love of God to his creations and the red color symbolizes the blood of Jesus shared for us for redemption brown crayon and rising blue water that's interesting now I look at that colors that you're saying and what comes to my mind right away um river is that is it possible that the brown crayon could have been considered uh, like the color of the ship on the blue water isn't that yeah you, you know it, it's just a, a thought that it's what i processed when you wrote those colors because the ship was brown back then and the blue water with them sailing could have been it, it's i mean you can really really take that and run with it um that that would be interesting uh Kaysen says by the way do you think templars got their hands on the ark of the covenant oh no no that's a seg segue question you know what to be honest with you we're gonna have to find out because i don't know if you all watched the um oak island comes it's on tuesday nights from nine to ten you know, I've been watching it for the last 11 years, and they're supposed to be the Ark of the Covenant buried on Oak Island. Well, that's what they claim. Um, you know what, Kaysen? I don't believe they did. I don't believe they did. Now, I could probably ask my friend Michelle 
that she would have more, um, you know, more facts on that. In fact, I'll tell you what, I'm going to ask her if she could come on my show next Sunday and we can talk a little bit about the Knights Templars. Because, my God, she's very, very, very well educated in that. But uh, I don't know. But like I said, I was talking the river. <laughs> that would be crazy if that was a ship in the rising blue water. You know? But uh, life is good. You know, in five minutes, I'll be, hey, Tony Sabellos, how are you doing, my friend? Good to see you, my brother. Thank you for popping in. In about five minutes, we're going to uh, do my my uh, commercials at the bottom at, at the 8.30 mark. And, uh, and then we'll come back and do part two, part two of the show. But yeah, so life is good. You know, um, now I'm going to keep looking at this cookie. For people who just came in, there's a cookie out there that has that has like a uh, cookie with white stuff stuck in the middle of it. Now I can't tell you the name of the cookie, nor can I tell you the the name of the company that has that cookie because I can get into trouble for that. So I won't tell you. But you kind of got the you know the gist of what cookie it is. But like I was telling at the beginning of my show. Um, the other day I was eating one and I saw this cross on this cookie and uh, I just got intrigued and I started researching it. And the name of the cross is the Cross of Lorraine. And uh, it dates back to the Templars. It turns back to um, Eastern France. Joan of Arc carried it as when she would go into battle. I mean, it's a very, very, very popular flag. But, uh, so, it, it's it's interesting. So, from now on, when I eat that cookie, I'm just going to be looking at that damn cross. I'll be like, yeah, it's a, you know, it's a Freemason. Um, it's a Templar thing. And nobody can tell me anything different because it's what I think is how I feel about it, you know. Some people might think I'm a little bit crazy and say, oh, you're, you're full of it, you're this, you're that. I don't give a shit what you think of me. All I know is that I believe that the founders um, of the company that made this coffee, you know, have ties back through the Knight Templars into the Freemasonry. So, but... I don't know, it's getting pretty close up there, I would have to say, about three more minutes. But what's there on everybody's mind? Anybody have any questions they want to ask as I continue? Because there's a little bit more I'd like to talk about. River, my friend River says, Sean, one of the three times he... Okay. Oh, come on. I'm sorry, I'm getting messages, and this is like really rude because they know I have a show on. River Rose says, Sean, one of the three times he got really creative and drew it all along the staircase wall from top to bottom, water rolling like kind of like waves, and the big cross. He knows he gets in trouble, but did it anyway. But if you ask him why he shrugged, pointed to water, that's it. Huh, interesting. Jenny goes, blah, ha, ha, you don't give a shit, ha, ha. Yes, I do give a shit. What are you talking about, son? I just came on Oreo cookies. <laughs> Thank you, Virginia. Appreciate it. I'm not upset. I'm not upset at all. I'm I'm in a happy mood. I am one in a happy mood. I'm not upset. God, no. I just find the cross of Lorraine very, very interesting. And if you want to know the name of the cookie... You know, just look at Jenny Nicasio's writing there, and uh, we'll go from there. Jenny, honest to God, I don't know if I'd get in trouble or taken off of YouTube if I would mention the company or the name of the cookie. But Jenny's got the right cookie on that one. But listen, we are coming up on the 830 mark. I am going to uh, do my commercials, 
and I will see you in about two minutes. <laughs> Making me hungry. All right, commercial time. Looking for something new in dark fantasy, humor, space exploration, time travel, alternative history? They're in the L. Ron Hubbard Presents Writers of the Future Anthology. Get the 10-volume box set with 159 stories in full-color illustrations plus 34 articles with writings and art tips. Get the UPR and discount, $125 for the entire box set. That's a $60 savings for that beautiful box set. L. Ron Hubbard Presents Writers of the Future. Go to uprntalkradio.com, click on the link, and place your order. Looking for stories that are fresh and new? Dark fantasy, humor, space exploration, time travel, cyberpunk, alternate history, and more. They're in the L. Ron Hubbard Presents Writers of the Future Anthology from 24 award-winning authors and illustrators, plus art and writing tips and bonus stories. L. Ron Hubbard Presents Writers of the Future. Buy your copy at galaxypress.com, Amazon, or wherever books are sold. Welcome to the second part of Into the Night with Sean Kelly. I hope everyone got to go to the bathroom, get something to drink, smoke a cigarette, do something. Um, before I continue with the second part of the show, I want to remind you that um, I am on UPR and Talk Radio 105.3 New Orleans, 107.7 Mississippi, I think it is. I'm not sure. Reversal, but we're down there. But I was talking to my friend down in... Um, uh, some little town on the coast of Florida. She's on the western coast of Florida. And I believe that the radio station, uh, UPRN, is actually hitting Florida right now because um, Pittsburgh Paranormal Society is really huge down in this little town in, in uh, Florida. And that's pretty cool as heck. Made it from... Mississippi to New Orleans to Florida. So everybody out there, um, if you're living down there in Florida, check it out. But uh, there's also, like I said, I'm on UPR and talk radio. Um, my friend, who I co-host a show with on Friday nights, news on the flip side with Joe Montaldo. His name is Sean Hazlitt. He has a show coming on right after me. This is his first night, his first show. On this station, and it is called Through a Glass Darkly. And um, it's, it seems pretty interesting. He's a very nice guy, very good dude. And uh, so, you know, if you know, when you get done with my show, hang around. I do believe his show starts at 9 10 Eastern Time. But uh, stick around and listen to his show. He will be my guest on Tuesday night. Um, so we can learn a little bit more about him. Uh, the other shout-outs I want to get, of course, my dear friend Jenny Nicasio. She co-hosts, she hosts the show Chasing Prophecy, which comes on before uh, my show. And um, me and Jenny, how we started together. So it's like so cool. And uh, and she got her own, you know, Chasing Prophecy, and she has good guests on, and, and she's very good at what she does. 
And then there's my friend, Virginia, as you see, Virginia Lanigan. Uh, she has a YouTube station called, YouTube channel called Virginia Seen Through the Veil. There she is, there's Jenny. And uh, Virginia, when you go on her YouTube, you know, she has all kinds of really interesting things um, on, on her YouTube station. I do believe she does readings and, you know, she, she has uh, good topics, you know, to chat. And then there's my friend, Michael Anthony, and uh, he's in America in crisis. So check out his uh, uh, Facebook page if you want to. Um, but back to this uh, cross of Lorraine, okay? Um, so as I put here on my notes, I've got to bring them over here under the light. It says, why on an Oreo cookie? Okay. Um, and I said it, so... If I get fired, I get fired. Who knows? Or uh, who knows what's going to happen? But thank you, Jenny, for letting me say Oreo cookie. Um, because it resides in a variant of the, excuse me, let me say Nabisco logo. And is either a symbol for early European equality or a cross of Lorraine carried by the Knights Templar into the Crusades. Okay. The geometric pattern with the four triangles. Okay, so if you look at the cookie, right, you see the cross. Now, if you look around that, you see uh, the four triangle radiating outwards. So if you look at the old Templar's vest, okay, they have red. It goes out like this, in, in, out, or in, okay. Uh, somehow, I want to say it looks like the back of uh, a black widow spider. I'm not sure if that's the hourglass. To me, it looks like an hourglass. And it is a symbol that the cross, again, connects Oreos with the history of the first crusade. It closely resembles a cross pate, P-A-T-T-E-E. -E. That's the ones that are like this that look like the hourglass. Okay. Is a symbol of the Knights Templar adopted by they the knights adopted it by selling black or red crosses on their white robes. So whenever you see the Templars and then you know they got that shape on there, right? Then that is the cross of Pate. Pretty interesting, don't you think? I think. I mean, this is like so cool because once you start researching one thing and then all of a sudden it just takes you down 7,000 rabbit holes. Um, and then there's a lot of people out there that think it's a four-leaf clover. I, I can't see by getting the four-leaf clover out of that. It really doesn't. But it's a pretty cool symbol. Um, the reason behind the Oreo design has many mystical meanings, including a circle of life, infinity, power, love, and most importantly, change. Let me repeat that. The reason behind the Oreo design has many mystical meanings, including a circle of life, infinity, Infinity, power, love, and most importantly, change. Oreo is not just a tasty round cookie. It's also a friendly reminder that the power of changing your life is all in your hands. And I tell you what, that is that, that just like blew me away. It did when I read that. Uh, it's a reminder that the power of changing your life is all in your hands. Isn't that the damn truth? In order for our lives to be better and my life to be better, you know, we have to take the initiative. We, I mean, we have to take the footsteps um, in doing what we need to do to get ourselves better. Okay. I remember when, um, when I first joined AA back in 1991, um, he said, turn everything over to your higher power. Turn everything over to your higher power. And that's what I would do turn everything over every little thing 
every little challenge, every little hiccup I ever had, whatever. I just said, okay, here, take it. And then one day, I'll tell you what happened. Is I, I had something happen to me, you know, nothing hurtful, but it, it, it was kind of personal. And I said, okay, God, take it or your higher power, take it. And he didn't. And that little problem I had began to escalate and escalate and escalate and escalate. And so I was so like upset. I'm like, what the hell's happened? Isn't my higher power supposed to take care of my problems? Right? So I called my sponsor and I asked him, I said, what the hell is going on here? Why is everything just going down? I'm doing what I have to do. I'm turning it over. And my sponsor laughed at me and he said, I agree with you, Sean. Sure is the truth. Yes. But I asked him, I said, what the hell's going on? And he kind of laughed at me and he says, don't you think your higher power's trying to tell you something? And I'm saying, like, what are you talking about? Then he said, for all the things that you have done that got you in the pickle, that stuff happened to you, you continually turned it over to your higher power. I said, yeah. He said, I think that your higher power is trying to tell you that you have to deal with that mistake. You have to work through that roadblock. You have to do the work. And it was like my eyes opened up this big. I was like, wow, is that the truth? So when I hear that line, so, uh, remember that the power of changing your life is all in your hands. And it's true. Because I wouldn't be where I'm at today if I didn't take that into my hands. That, all the stuff that I did to get to where I'm at right now, I busted my ass getting to it. Because I had to work on it, you know, I had to work. And that was okay, you know. A um, couple more things I want to say about this. I found out who got the recipe for the Oreo cookie, okay. His name was Sam Porcello, and he created the recipe, um, and he was an American. Cindy Simpson says, I agree with you, Sean, sure is the truth. The inventor who was responsible for today, look of the Oreo, was, um, like I said, was a Freemason. According to the son of the inventor, he wasn't a Freemason, but his grandfather was. So if your grandfather was a Mason, I can guarantee it the dude's dad was a Mason. Right? And it's just amazing how they just kept that um, Templar thing going with the cross of Lorraine on the Norio cookie. You know, now I am not to investigate all kinds of candies and find some more meanings behind them or whatever. Um, but I really honestly thought that um, it was interesting because it caught my attention. It really did. So the next time you see something about the Knights Templars or them riding into their crusades, um, and you see the cross of Patti, P-A-T-T-E-E, like that, um, just remember where it came from. It came from the Freemasons. Okay, Cindy Simpson says, so many people cry and blame others for what they do wrong. We can't blame others. We have to have accountability for our actions. 100% totally agree with that, my friend Cindy Simpson. Totally agree. You know, I mean, you can blame people for breaking a fingernail. You know, that's just a, a funny thing to say. But yeah, but you know, if you look at it, all the stuff that has happened, you can't blame everybody. You just got to blame yourself because it's how you react and that's how you deal with that situation. Yes, that's how I do. Cindy, that was very, very good. Thank you very much for sharing that with us. Um, so, 
in conclusion, what is what what is your theory? What 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 would you like to um, what is you know? Do you have anything you want to talk about about the cross of the rain, about Oreo cookies, whatever? You know, feel free to bring it up. I am going to be pulling cards tonight. You know, so today I started my show at eight o'clock. Okay, because my friend Sean Hazlitt, he's got his show coming up next. Uh, yeah, I guess everything is a lesson at the end of the day. It sure is, Kason. It really is. You know, um, you know. For instance, when you say that, I mean I've been in the paranormal field for over thirty years. Okay, and I'm still learning stuff about it. I'm still learning stuff about ghosts and paranormal activity. And I believe that I, there will be a time where no one, whoever you're, whatever you're studying, there's always going to be more and more and more and more and more. You know, so that's okay. Um, the more, the more stuff you get in, the more information, the more you can process it up in your brain and write it down. But, um, but at the end of the day, my friend, it is a lesson. We have lots of lessons, you know. So I am going to be pulling the cards pretty soon. Um, Tuesday night, this Tuesday coming up, I'm going to have my friend Sean Hazlitt on. Um, it, he's, we're gonna, I'm going to interview him. But his show, his first show tonight is through a glass darkly. And I'm really looking interested. I'm really interested in it and checking him out. He very well, very well mannered, very nice guy. Um, very, he has some interesting stuff that you uh, that you would like to tune in. Please tune into his show and definitely tune in Tuesday night for um, the interview with Sean. I would appreciate if everybody would show up. That would be so great, you know. Um, so I'm going to get the cards out right now. Okay. Everyone knows what I do with the cards. I draw three cards. Okay. I'm going to draw three cards. The first card I'm going to draw is your past. And the second card I draw will be what animals with you in the now. And then I'll draw a third card. And that will be the one that the animal will be looking, helping you through the future. Okay, so I shuffle them. And I cut them. Cut them again. All right, so here we go, guys. Don't forget, write this stuff down. Okay, the first one, your past is a lizard. We haven't drew that one in a while. The lizard. That's cool. That's your past card. Your now card, which the animal's helping you out with today, is what is that? Is the moose. The moose. That's your now card. That's the animal that is helping you out right now. And the future card will be the blue heron. Okay, so your first card, which I drew, was the past, was the lizard. The second one was the moose. That's the now card. And the future card is the blue heron. So everybody, please write those down. And like I tell you, at the end of the at the end of the show, you know, Google those animals and see what they come up with. Um, so I want to again thanks everybody for tuning in and coming into the chat room and watching the show. Um, I hope there was a little bit of history about the cross of Lorraine for you. Um, you know, so like I told you, next week I am going to try to see if I can get Michelle to come on the show and do just do a little thing about a uh, little history of the Knights Templars. I mean. Um, you can catch her out on the Outer Realm. Her, she has a show Wednesday night, the Outer Realm.
you can check her show out. Um, and then Joe Montel does the coat like the show. Uh, take care, hey, take care, Cindy. Thank you for stopping in. I appreciate it. Thank you very much, and thank you for all your words of encouragement. Really do. Thank you very much. And uh, so it's like tune in. Joe Montaldo, I co-host his show um, on Friday nights at 10 o'clock p.m. on UPRN Talk Radio. And uh, what else? That's about it. You know, I'm really excited for my friend Sean Hazlitt, for him starting his new show. And don't forget, check out Jenny Nicasi on Chasing Prophecies on Tuesday night. I don't know. Are you still doing Sundays, Jenny, if you're still in? I'm not sure. Cool. I'd love to listen to Night Templar History. Never gets old. It doesn't. And whenever you talk, whenever you see Michelle, uh, I pray she'll be on my show next week. That'd be so cool. Um, because, like I tell everybody, like I said, she is very... Um, She's very knowledgeable of the Knights Templars. It's really cool. Uh, there's a lot of cool things that they do. So, on that note, everybody, I want to wish everybody good night. Thank you for tuning in. And don't forget that I am on UPRN Talk Radio 105. Good night. Good night, Casey. Good to see you. Good to see you, my friend. I am on UPR and Talk Radio 105.3, New Orleans 107.7, Mississippi. I hope I got that right. So stay tuned for Sean Hazlitt through a glass darkly. And, um, you know, enjoy his show. And parents, please, if you can, if you can, go find your children or go to your children and give them a hug and tell them that you love them. And children, please go to your parents and give them a hug and tell them that you love them. And if you don't have no parents and if you don't have no children, find somebody to give a hug to and tell them that you love them. If you feel comfortable telling a stranger or your friend that. But do it. Just do it. Because those words, I love you, go forever, mean a lot. And I want to tell everybody, all my people out here, I do pray for you. I do. I do pray for you. That everybody will have a safe evening and a good life. You know, I really do pray for you. And on that note, I want to say good night. Um... See you Tuesday, and uh, happy hunting. Good night.